0: Welcome to Inside Groove, the only motorsports show where super modifieds are king. Methanol is aromatic, and the drivers carry their balls in a bag. Inside Groove is powered by IPC Indy, creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace, and communications industries. Here's your host and fellow superholic, Race Chaser Media's Tom Baker.
1: Welcome to this week's Inside Groove. I hope that uh, all of you are comfortably seated and relaxed and have your favorite beverage next to you and are ready to kick back and listen to some super modified discussion because we're going to have that. We're also going to have some small block discussion, SBS style, that is, uh, on this show. Our featured guest this week. Andrew Shortner And uh, Andrew, it wasn't the longest interview we've ever done because uh, we needed to be sensitive to Andrew's time when we did it. However, um, we think you'll find it both entertaining and also thoughtful. Um, with me now, however, on this show, which, by the way, is brought to you, as you heard in the open, by Indie Performance Composites. And also a special nod to uh, Skip's Fish Fry and JNS Paving for being a part of it as well. Uh, Tom Baker with you. Camden Proud is with me in this segment. Camden's been uh, missing in action here on the show for a couple weeks, but we're always glad to have him back. And now that the snow's melted up there, um, he's been able to sort of, uh, get up and get de-thawed and ready to, uh, let us know what's <laughs> going on. Um, and man, it, 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 it seems like opening day is still a ways away, but we've got this little thing called an expo show coming up in a couple of weeks and, uh, a lot of registrations coming in, a lot of stuff flying around up there as we get ready for the 2020 season, right?
2: Yeah, we have a lot going on, actually. It seems like as soon as the snow finally started to melt, we were kind of able to get things going and get up in the office and and get back to work. So it's it's nice to have all the registrations finally starting to come in and, you know, looking ahead for the 2020 season. Really excited about the Motorsports Expo next week. It sounds like we're going to have a lot of fun things going on.
1: Talk about the Expo and talk about um, what is going to be happening pursuant to the Oswego Speedway booth or a space for the expo itself uh what cars and and you know what's going on in the booth
2: right so far we got a couple of cars committed we'll have both of the geo racing small black supers there greg o'connor and tony fiesel oh, wow. will have their cars on display and i, I think we're working on a, a super modified or two potentially we're waiting to hear back from a couple teams so i don't want to say anything just yet but we're keeping our fingers crossed it would be really nice to have one car from every division there and, and we're we're hoping for that so um, that's, that's great. We appreciate Greg and Tony coming out and, and helping promote the Speedway and the class, and, and we're just looking forward to it. We'll be there Saturday, March 14th from 10 to 8 and Sunday the 15th from 11 to 4, and we'll have a nice nice new big Oswego Speedway canopy, a big tent over our booth, so you can't miss us. We'll have merchandise replays going on from last year, schedules to pass out should have some new merchandise there. Hopefully we'll be able to announce that in the next few days on social media and uh, just come out and and uh, chat with us and talk about the 2020 season. It's always a long off season it seems and this seems to kind of break the ice and and speed the whole process up as we look ahead to opening day.
1: Well, it should be fun. One uh, one theme that developed through uh, that has developed through the thread of this week's particular show here is uh the the distance between where I'm sitting and where Andrew Shartner sits every week, because he's down here, too, obviously, and uh, and up there. And I know that I am still wanting very much to get up there for next week's uh, TQ show and to come to the expo probably on Saturday um, and see what's going on. But uh, just watching the weather, I'll make the decision probably midweek next week once I know for sure. Uh, what the situation is going to be between here and there? Love to come up for that, um, but uh, we've got we've had some news um, that's come out recently, and you obviously, as as we talked about, uh, have had a number of registrations coming in. I think the the news story for me that I I found to be fun was the the dynamic duo that's uh, now been formed uh, mm-hmm. for the eighteen car. Um, Andrew Shartner, not going to run full time this year, but the car is, um, when Andrew is not running, Brian Sobis is going to be in the car. And we know the success that both of those two have had in the small block division in the past. Um, you know, Brian and both of them were centered around, um, for the most part, Uh, the hedger cars and then of course carl shortner built the car that andrew's currently got um but i'm sure a lot of the the ideas were the same and and you know those two are great friends too uh so um this is going to be a lot of fun on a on a lot of different levels andrew and i talk about the 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 kind of trash talk that'll go on back and forth between the two of them and whatever um but (laughs) but it's it's going to be a split season um i won't andrew does talk about how that's what that's going to look like in his interview so we'll we'll save that for for when that comes up in our next segment but um you know but it's it's going to be an interesting uh combination with those two and i think both of them um have the chance to win some races uh it should be fun i mean this this could be um one of those teams that that just becomes entertaining to watch throughout the year because both drivers are very personable and a lot of fun to talk to and and very quotable most of the time um, <laughs> sometimes you got to slap an r rating on it, but they 're still very quotable but uh but it it just should be that 's something we haven 't seen very much of is is using more than one driver so they're not going to neither of them are going to win the. The, the points, but they're they're out to win races and support the track on a weekly basis. So I think it's kind of cool that we get to see that happening.
2: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. It's, uh it's tough for guys like Andrew and Keith Champagne that come down your way and yeah. and got to book a darn $400 round trip American Airlines flight every time they want to race. So, yeah. um It's, it's tough. I think it's great that Carl and Andrew and the whole team and everybody involved are, are willing to put Brian in the car and, and support the class weekly. And obviously somebody of his caliber and talent. I mean, the guy, the guy belongs in a super modified. I both mean, let's, let's be honest, yeah. he's both do absolutely. Yep. And, and Brian's already proven that, you know, he, he can be a winner in the super modified class. And I have no doubt that the Andrew could be as well. So um, until then, I think it's, it's great to have them both running in the small block class. It's, it's nice, uh, you know, kind of a, a similar situation to me where where it's a home built car and, you know, a father son deal and. I would love to see Andrew pick up another win in his father's chassis. I think it's a really neat thing they got going on.
1: I'll go up and see them both win. And I, and I believe they both will honestly, yeah. I think be, yep. before the season's out, I think both of them will get wins. Um, you know, and like I said, the friendship and the camaraderie between Andrew and Brian, I mean, it goes all the way back to, um, to, to, to high school age. And um, of course, I've known them both forever and have worked with both of them um, on and off. And, you know I'm great friends with both and I just think it's cool to see um again it, it it what it does is it basically gives us another driver even though we have to get one driver out of the car to put the other one in it gives us it brings Brian back to to mm-hmm. racing action and and Brian's a popular guy and a lot of fans like watching him so that'll be a a good thing for the small block class to have uh, that car in action every week, and I and I'm really thankful too that Carl Shartner is is healthy enough and and strong enough to be able to do this. Um, Absolutely. So yep. you know because he's he's um, you know had some health issues over the last few years, and so you know again they're those guys are like family to me. So happy to see them back, and and that they're all kind of pumped up. We're gonna we have Andrew on this show. We're gonna try to get Brian um, on one of our next couple shows to kind of get his side of it. Um, and, and uh it'll be fun what else is uh what else are we hearing who else is coming back what else is going on what else is in the news up there
2: well i guess i guess one thing i wanted to touch on was just the amount of rookie interest we have in the small block super class and the the sbs class and then the registrations we're have we're having come in and and some guys that i've heard are going to come up and race at least a part-time schedule we should have at least six rookies this year in that class and in which
1: in the SPS fantastic SPS yes. or three okay SPS
2: SPS okay. yes
1: wow okay do we know uh we know Rob Rob Bruce is going to be a rookie um so we know that he's going to run and I'm I'm again I'm just thrilled that Robo's going to get a chance to to drive in that class and, yep. and run a Swiggo um who else do we have confirmed that's going to be uh a rookie in the SPS class
2: yeah, so, so Robbie Bruce, I think I think that's pretty cool. Um, he gets to run with his brother. I'd yeah. love to see him bang wheels out there. Yeah, um, see
1: which one <laughs> Bruceifies the other first.
2: That, yeah, that would be entertaining.
1: <laughs> Maybe not if you're right behind him when it happens, but um, <laughs> but again, the family aspect. I think the that's, family, yeah, that's, yep, that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah.
2: I love that for them, so yeah. excited for those guys, but yeah, I mean, beyond Bruce Racing, we got Griffin Miller coming in, and um, he he really impressed at Evans Mills last year with a nice top five finish and his, his first start with with the Bartlett So he's got a older Lacerdo chassis, I, I believe it's the one Anthony started his career with. And, oh wow! Um, they've they've got it together on the ground. The body's all built, and Griffin's gonna run a full season, so he he'll be able to go for Rookie of the Year. Cool. and Obviously that's. Again, the the family ties, son oh, of, of Joe course. Miller, grandson of Steve. So Yes.
1: Are Pretty we gonna off. is it gonna be a sweet sixteen?
2: Uh do it's we... gonna be nine.
1: Oh, okay. Because, <laughs> <laughs> see, that would have been perfect. And I don't know that we have a sixteen in the uh uh SBS class, do we? Or am I just brain dead?
2: No, I think the last think, one would have been Bill Presley. Yeah, actually.
1: that was that was a while back. So that that number yeah. would have been open. It's it, that that would have been cool to see that sort of thing. But um glad to have Griffin there. And, and, and he's a good kid. I think that's, you know, I, I, again, you know, like you said, a family that's that's been there for shoot. It'll be about 50 years, probably uh, close to it. Um, right. You know, this year. So uh, early 70s anyway, when when Steve first started, I think he's a car owner
2: right right and then there's there's Kelly's son Steve who's going to drive the 350 and that's that's Steve, or excuse me Kelly Miller's old page car that he ran as a big black. Oh okay. So yeah, so Steve will be in that for a couple 350 shows. Nice.
1: So two members of the Miller family um going to be running in different divisions. That's uh that's cool and and uh, one of them in the 350s which obviously the we can use all the car count we can get in that division as it sure continues can to build. yeah so that's a good addition um who else is uh who else is on the list that we know
2: of joey de stevens he's he's another uh lucerto car i think lucerto sold two cars i i don't know if they have a third for sale i think it okay. was just those two but okay. i'm glad they were able to get them out the door and we, we sure. picked up two rookies that's another quarter magic cartway graduate and, and joey de stevens and i I don't know if they're running the full season. I, I think they're going to kind of hit or miss a little bit between that, and they, they still got the quarter midget stuff for for their other son. So okay. they'll be busy this season, and it's nice to have another graduate of that division come up to the speedway.
0: For sure. uh, we
2: also have Matt Germain, and he's helped on a safety crew. He's, I believe, his, his uncle is Roger Clark. He he helped him oh. out when, when Roger came back a couple of years ago. He's been involved with the Snyder crew for a long time, and he bought a former John Tesserario 47 and he's going to run the full season as well. So happy to have Matt as, as an addition, kind of living his dream. I, I know he's always wanted to race and he's spectated and crewed for a long time. So a uh, pretty neat story there. That's awesome. So he's going
1: to run again. And will, that'll be another SPS car,
2: another SPS car. Yeah. Sweet. So that's, it's, it's working out good. And, yeah. and Mark Denny Jr. Uh, came back or didn't come back. 14, he, right? he did race the 14. Yep. yep. He, he raced Fulton Speedway, I think, in the street stock division quite a while ago. So he, he actually did kind of come back to racing at the end of last year with just his first laps at Oswego. Okay. And he signed on for the commitment program, too, with, with that car this year. So That was a sharp car. It is sharp. I, I don't know if you saw the, the picture we put up with the new yep. design. It looks great. Yeah, so it So good for Mark. The yep. other great guy, great family. And I, I think the last one that I know of um, – is is derek hilton i i don't know much about him yet or his car i'm actually supposed to be reaching out to him for a story he's he's been around i i know the name um i, I think i've met him a couple times but he's he's been a fan i think for for quite some time he registered his car as 66 i don't i don't know on, on the details yet but i have to watch for a story on him too so i think right. i think that's six rookies. Wow.
1: Okay. So the SBS class seems like it's going to be very healthy this year as compared to last year. And we, we said all along, we thought that, um, this year, for this coming year, it would bounce back significantly once the, the crate kind of got cemented and everybody had a year to, to know it and, and see how it worked and all that. So happy to see that that's going on. What about the 350 class? Uh, you you mentioned young Steve Miller. Um, who else do we have running in the three fifty that we know about?
2: Yeah, another great story here is is Kyle Perry. I, I think you know Kyle and, and Dennis Perry and their whole family. Yes. He actually has a, a older Bellinger car and oh. they they got it on the ground last night actually. He's he was sending me some pictures and he plans to, to run every three fifty race this year with that older Bellinger car what as car the number is... twenty
1: what car is what what bellinger car is that
2: <laughs> I I don't know I, I really don't I, I've asked him a couple times and and uh, they they haven't told me much on the history of it I, I think it's a it's a graves car oh so it might be the one
1: that uh, Brandon started in
2: I believe that it is that's that's what Kyle thought he, he told me he was gonna ask okay. Eddie and, and all those guys and get back to me but that's the conclusion we came to we were we were texting back and forth a while about it last night actually and we're pretty sure it is the graves car that brandon started in in the mid-2000s so um it's you know again another graduate of the cartway another graduate of of quarter midgets and you know spent a few years on the dirt races yeah
1: because i thought that i thought i was thinking of of the same kid he ran yeah yeah sports class yeah um, that's awesome. Good to, good to have Kyle, uh, involved. Um, now I, I think, uh, who is it? Is it James Russo that, that I saw a picture of his car recently with a new sponsor announcement?
2: Yeah. Um, I, as far as I know, I think he has the former 23, the, the yeah, Spalding, Spalding big for, automotive yeah. 23 and he's, he's working with Jason. He's, he's, uh, from what I understand he's he's helped Jason immensely as yeah. as far as getting sponsors for his super modified effort. They had the car out of classic last year. Uh it's the former Snyder Racing Extreme car actually. And uh, you know, it was nice to have Jason back. They didn't have much luck classic weekend, but he's supposed to come out and, and hit several of our big block shows this year. And uh, Bruce, uh he uh, he crewed for my dad way back in nineteen ninety eight. He's been around for a long time, yeah. been a fan and always wanted to get in the car and he's, you know, kind of teamed up with, with Jason. And, um, from what I understand, the, the car is uh, just about done and got a nice new sponsor in aqua spa of a with, with Terry Leroy. And that's a new business. that will be opening up in May. So it's, it's nice to see a new business involved and a new driver. Yeah, that's going
1: to be fun. Um, and reading a little bit about the business, uh, sounds like something that, um, a lot of folks in Oswego are going to really be happy with and enjoy uh, given the nature of the business with uh, uh, all of the different um, wellness op- options that they offer there. Um, we've got a couple of different um, things like that down this way and um, very popular to say the least. So um, that should be a, a a good addition to the city of Oswego and obviously to be able to have them realize right away that, hey, we need to be involved at the Speedway makes perfect sense because um, race car drivers certainly do need to take care of their bodies for sure. So, um, <laughs> yep. you know, that's uh, that probably will will help their bottom line pretty quickly, I would imagine, once people find out uh, what it is. But um, th- so who do we know of anyone else who's new?
2: Not necessarily – new. Okay. Um, I've, I've heard back. rumors here and there kind of flying all over the place of a couple of dirt sportsman guys that are, that are interested. Um, yeah. I, I have heard of, of people coming back as far as, you know, Dalton Doyle, um, some of the guys who were invested last year yep. returning for this season. So um, Barry Kingsley, Mike Bruce, all those guys will be back. Mike Bruce just got a new motor for his car. Um, so I, I do think that it's going to grow. I do think we'll have one Vern Lefave back this year. full Sweet. That'll be a nice ovation awesome. when he
1: uh, hits the track again for the first time and, and well-deserved, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we got Cameron Rowe coming uh, to the 350 class as well in the old Cliff
2: Car. Yeah, that's another thing I wanted to touch on. Man, those guys are just are killing it. They're animals. Anybody...
1: When I was out there over <laughs> Christmas, I mean, they were working like beavers. Oh, um, man. There's like four or five cars in that that circle now. You've got Cameron's got an SBS and a and a 350, and uh, of course Mike is driving two, and um, Robbie and uh, Gosh, I feel like who am I missing? I feel like there's another car in that group I'm missing. But there's like four or five cars in in that in that <laughs> group. It's crazy how hard those guys work and how much they're uh they're doing but i mean again that's that's um that's what to me is really making the speedway fun right now is all of all of those you're seeing a lot of and i don't know that we thought that was going to happen when the 350 class started but seeing these teams that are doing double duty like that whether it's with the same driver or there's two different drivers involved to me that's that's a great thing and and these aren't certainly aren't you know big dollar organizations either they're just they're they're teams that really want to go racing and they're you know they're doing everything they can to put a car together in each division and to support both classes and i think that's fantastic
2: it really is fantastic and it's it's nice to have uh you know kind of a new team like those guys involved and i kind of you, get, you gave me a nice segue because Rich, I know he's, he's supported the show and yes. obviously is doing a lot for, for both divisions, fielding two cars and the 350 and the SPS classes. And he has also stepped up as JNS Paving to become the title sponsor of the 350 Super Modified Division. So oh, wow. we're really grateful for him and appreciative of that.
1: Wow. That's great. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. See, and there again, you need people like that, and you know that's um, it's there's been I feel like a bit of a, um, a bit of a revival at the speedway in the back pit, um, you know, and and again, I'm I'm not, this is not, we're not even talking about supers here. I'm just I'm just saying that it, with teams like that, you're starting to get more teams that that come in at the entry level and that's how you end up with teams or drivers anyway at the top level is you got to start down there first and so you know we there was a whole lot of hoopla about greg furlong coming back um greg's a perfect example those guys started in the limited class and greg had raced nothing basically (laughs) i mean you know let's go racing and look all that turned out to be i mean so I think the excitement in the back pit is great for the front pit because it eventually drifts that way, at least in part. And so if you can get, um, if you can get your, your entry level classes, your lower classes to a price point and a competition standpoint to where, you know, a Kyle Perry or a Griffin Miller can come in and be successful, Mm -hmm. then, you know, maybe over time, you know, that develops into a bigger, a bigger thing and that's what you need so i'm really excited to to see everything that's going on in in the back pit knowing full well that you know the front pit's still pretty strong too i mean it seems like i don't know uh, and again you can tell me better but i don't know that we've totally lost anybody in the supers do we have what's the the new uh the rookie super modified field look looking like for 20.
2: I don't know. I, I don't know if we'll have any new rookies and, and that's kind of a, a bummer. I don't think we are going to lose anybody at all. No, I'm not. I'm not sure if we will end up losing a car full time. I, I think there's a couple guys on the fence. Um, I, I also think there's a couple guys that are going to kind of be hit or miss that we haven't had before. Like we got registrations from Mike McVeta and, and Danny Shirey. And that's something we thought would happen last year. And uh fortunately it didn't but this year it sounds like they're going to hit you know three or four races and
1: again if you get some of the uh uh mss slash Isma cars that come in and run a few times uh you know the 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 car count stays relatively healthy
2: yeah i think it's going to stay relatively healthy all year long um joey Payne, another guy that's coming back you got jason spaulding bobby bond registered he's going to run a few shows oh good yeah, so it is. Good for Joey, too. I hadn't seen that.
1: Is Joey going to yeah. uh, run the uh, Panix car?
2: Yep, yep. I think Sweet. he's going to be there opening day, and then we go from there. So, yeah, it's really good. I wonder when we'll see Anthony in a super modified. I know. That'd, that'd be nice. Not yeah, that I,
1: I want to not have, to have Joey in team. one, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know yeah. like
1: I'd rather yeah. see another car, but I right. wasn't trying to kick Joey out of his seat. But, you know, I think we'd
2: all love to see Anthony get a shot at it. Sure. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see Nick Snyder get a shot at it, too. He's he's uh, does he still want to? to do it a long time? Has he, OK, I, I wasn't
1: sure. I mean, Nick's a big hockey player and has some other things. Um, I wasn't sure if that was still a goal of his or not to get in the car. But, um, yeah, it would be fun to see him out there, too. You know, it's just it it's it's one of those situations where, again, the cost of competition is just so high that, you know, whereas, you know, 20 years ago, well, you just buy another car and, you know, put junior in it. Right. But, um, if you're not, if you're dad and you're not ready to to be done, um, but it's, uh, it just, uh, it's expensive nowadays to, to feel a competitive super. So it makes that sort of thing harder, but it would be nice to see a couple of those uh, guys like that be able to, um, you know, to get in a car, uh, and, sure. and they have their shot. I mean, you've got a, a you've got a, a an SBS sitting there. Maybe we get one of those guys in the well Of course, they probably those guys would probably want to start in the super, knowing them.
2: Yeah, you know, I think that, that Tim's goal is to stay in it long enough that you know when Nick's Nick's really busy with hockey right now, yeah. and I I think they'd kind of like to get him through that and, and let him focus on hockey in school, but right. Um, when the time comes and the opportunity presents itself, I do think he'll, he'll get his chance to, to compete. And it's, it's nice to see Tim. I mean, (laughs) one of the most loyal competitors the division has ever seen for for decades now. So it's, I'm really glad that he's going to be back for a full-time season, um, this year as well. And, and hitting some ISMA races too. I was down at their shop last week and, and they're getting things ready to go. So very dedicated and happy about that. That's fun. Yeah, it's uh, it's good that
1: they're going to do some ISMA, ISMA racing as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like for the most part the class is uh, pretty healthy and, and again, increasing car counts in the other two divisions. So it, it's seeming like this is going to be a really good, really solid season uh, at Oswego. And the schedule obviously is done and, and out. And uh,
2: Love it. I like and, the schedule this year.
1: Well, I do too. I love... I love the variety in the schedule. I think we've talked about that on some other shows with the other divisions coming in. Um, you know, I mean, gosh, it's great to have the sport mods and the the super stocks coming in. And, you know, the ISMA opener being at the track is, is awesome. Um, you know, and, and then Classic Weekend to me is just shaping up to be a whole bunch of fun um excuse me so it should be should be a a really good season at oswego and you're gonna have all the information and schedules and everything at the expo for anybody who goes there um so yep. uh you know it'll be great it uh sounds like it's 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 gonna be um a good time and hopefully everything goes well next week um i i know the tq midget races are always a blast and we get you know i know tyler thompson's gonna run uh Michael Barnes. Michael Barnes has been running that series, yeah. So uh, do we know what Mike's status
2: is, by the way? I haven't heard anything official on him with uh, Sorrell Racing yet. I I don't. I've heard nothing but rumors on it. I've heard he's he's full time. I've heard he's done. I've heard he's part time. I, I have no idea. <laughs> Sounds like a weather
1: forecast: partly cloudy with yeah. <laughs> a chance of
2: a shower.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Some, somebody's practicing meteorology. Uh, well, it's it's you know. Hopefully, obviously, he he comes back. Uh, but looking forward to. Seeing him in the uh, the TQ midget car that 's always fun, and Tyler obviously has had um, an interesting off season with going and running the Chili Bowl and doing the t q stuff and um, I know he's he 's in for a busy season again this year, uh, and I suspect probably um, some some uh, some announcements down the road to come on stuff he may be doing, but um, man it just um, it 's good to have you back on the program and Uh, We're seeing registrations coming in, and and now, you know, you'll have more information coming in in the coming days and weeks about who's official and who's not and what's going on. And and we can hopefully, um, at least for the most part, put the snow away for for another year and uh, start thinking about spring and super modified racing again.
2: I hope so. A lot of green grass today, and it, it's 45 degrees, so that's what we like to see.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's, uh, it's actually really mild down here, which is sort of scary, because usually it, in in our recent history here in the last couple of months, it gets into the 60s. The next thing that happens is serious thunderstorms or tornadoes, so <laughs> I'm hoping we can avoid all of that. We got a big race down here at one of the dirt tracks this weekend, so um, we we kick our, uh, our season off in the Charlotte area on... Uh, uh, on on saturday uh lancaster speedway just over the uh the border has uh two big days of racing on friday and saturday so it's okay. it's on for us yeah so it should be fun anyways uh we appreciate your time camden and um look forward to to having you keep us up to date in the coming weeks with what's going on and uh appreciate uh appreciate you being back on the show
2: yeah can't wait uh good to be back it's going to be a really fun year
1: We're going to uh, step aside. When we come back, we're going to hear from Andrew Shartner as Inside Groove continues. We shall be right back after this.
2: Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products
1: Welcome back to Inside Groove. And as we talked about in the open of the show, uh, Andrew Shartner is joining us on this uh, Inside Groove show this week. And we are excited to have Andrew. I haven't, uh, everybody thinks that, uh, hey, you live in North Carolina and, you know, I know so and so and so and so that live down there. You must see them all the time. And the truth is, it's a pretty big place down here. We all kind of have our own things going on and um, don't get to see under nearly as much as i'd like to but uh happy to have you on the show buddy and uh uh, you've got kind of an interesting arrangement going on this year. Um, and just for the listeners, uh, I've known Andrew since he was nine years old when he started racing microds rods at the Syracuse Getty's Microd and Quarter Midget Club. And I've known Brian Sobis. Gosh, I don't even know how old Andrew was, but I think they were both still in high school when I met Brian racing go-karts at Frozen Ocean up there. Um, so for me, this is kind of interesting. They've been great friends all these years, and to see the two of them teaming up uh, for a full-season effort at Oswego is pretty awesome. How did this all come together, Andrew? I mean, I know you were part-time last year. I think a lot of us had thought that maybe you would end up being full-time again this year. The car is, but you're not. Talk about the whole genesis of uh, the dynamic duel of you and Brian Sobus getting together to uh, go try to win some races in the small block division.
3: Uh, yeah, I think it started in November when I turned 30 and it hurt to get out of bed. So I figured it was been a to uh <laughs> sit on an airplane for two and a half hours every week, Uh, but it turned out to be a situation where you know, I got a lot um, that I've done up there in the small blocks, and I'm happy with that and I want to try to get a couple more wins, but I didn't really want to make the full-time commitment to run a full season and uh, I wanted to try to potentially uh, keep the program going because it's a successful program and I needed to find somebody that I could trust to have the same driving style um, it also could help us uh, advance, really, our expertise and setups, and the only person that could do that and the best person out there for that was Brian. So it worked out that um, you know Brian was looking to get back active again, which um, there's no place Brian deserves to be more than the Supers, but we'll take him as, as long as we can down in the small blocks and um it just came together that we both had uh, mating needs and wants and we'll uh we'll put a good program together for this year
1: well, uh, I would actually opine that both of you deserve to be in the big block, super modified division, and uh, I was hoping that um, Tyler Thompson would have gone ahead with a raffle of that car, and I don't want it, because I was uh, looking at uh, this dynamic duo being a super modified thing, but maybe someday the Lord will still let that happen. But you you uh, you know, you and Brian, you talk about the similar driving styles, and you're right. I mean, you're two of the only drivers that I've seen in the division over the years who have the ability to to run the top the way that you do and you know to me i think the level of aggression without being over aggressive um and just the way that you drive the car is very similar i'm not sure kind of how all that happened i think it's more like minds than anything else because i don't know that You know, either of you really patterned yourself after the other or really after any of the same drivers that came before you. But it is interesting how similar your styles are.
3: Yeah, um, you got to really have very little respect for the left side of your car and your medical deductible (laughs) to run up to the top. But it's interesting that he has kind of been one of the pioneers to, to get that started. And uh show everyone, you know, you had Jave Gruel back in the day with yes, really good. Dave, you're right. brown. Yep. yep. Um and there didn't really seem to be a lot and I think uh, Brian uh, shares a similar style there. I do. Uh, it's a little easier to do nowadays, I think, in my opinion, because yeah. they've gone to cars that really are a little too easy to drive. I think the tires are stickier or they are far stickier than they used to be, you know, back in the day it was yeah. a lot more slippery. Um, and you really, really had to earn it up there. Uh, but it still is takes a certain amount of pedigree to, to drive up on the top. And um, you, you really have to set the car up so it's faster in traffic than in a straight line, which is why you'll typically see us not qualify as well as uh, some of our other competitors because it's one thing to go really fast in a straight line, but we're not on a drag strip. You've got to be able to navigate and Brian understands that very well, and uh, I think it 'll work well um, him being able to first of all get that set up in the car and then to uh, be able to utilize it from week to week without having to change too much between us
1: yeah that's it 's really interesting that you talk about how much easier the cars are to drive because I believe that too i think they and i think I suppose in some ways uh, so, some folks would argue that 's a good thing um, I think there was a time when I thought your dirt experience really played into you being able to get up there and run the top successfully. Um, and and now the way the cars are, I'm not so sure it comes into play as much, but nonetheless, I think first you have to, uh, you, you have to want to go up there. And like you said, you got to be willing to sort of put you and your car at risk. But then I think the other, Part of that is that the cars do handle much differently than they did when you started and and when Brian started, so it's kind of a different—it seems like it's almost a slightly different driving style than it takes to— make them fast now than it used to be it is and I, I don't agree with that there's a lot of things i'd like to see
3: happen go to harder compound tires basically take our spoiler away almost down to nothing and get it back to where it's difficult to drive um and you would see people screw up more and you would see people slide around more but we don't need to be running eighteen sixes. you know if we're running nineteen twos, so the racing would be just as good and we demonstrated that it sure was um, yeah, I agree. you know it was it was really good back in the day, and uh, it's not to say it's impossible. I mean, the classic there, coming out of turn four, I somewhere pre read me my last rights because I was dead to rights <laughs> coming out of four. Yes. Somehow saved it. Yes, you were. And I think that had something to do with some of the Drew track, but um, in general, there's a lot of changes I think we can make to slow the cars down but would actually make the racing better.
1: Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. It's an interesting point of view, and I've never thought, you know, I, I've always been one that I go to races to see side-by-side competition and passing. I'm not – speed is great, but if speed isn't also accompanied by side-by-side competition and passing, then, you know, I can go watch a drag race and see speed. Um, You know, I'm interested in competition and racing and – um You know, and I think sometimes you can get to a point where you're almost going too fast for the for the racing to be good. I think the, you know, I think to a degree the supermodifieds have gone through that a little bit. you know, at times, um, and and I think uh, the the SBS division the same. I mean, you you watch races from you know the early mid nineties and even into you know the early two thousands before it started getting really um, fast. You 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 know you saw a whole lot of side by side racing and drivers that you know you look at it and go, well, gosh, if you put this, you know, it's it it's not anybody can drive these things, and I don't think I don't think that the limited. division vision got as nearly the respect that it deserved in its earlier days for the racing it was putting on, because there were a lot of times it was uh, a better race than the super modified race was that same night.
3: It is. And, and I think that the problem is with these cars being as grippy as they are, it's almost like some of these NASCAR races where guys get on front and then it's follow the leader. Yeah. Yep. And a good point of that Air. is if you look at Tyler, uh, Tyler Thompson, he ran small blocks uh, wasn't as successful as he was in the supers uh because i think he saw how hard it is to try to pass in that class yeah because everybody's so tight i mean one through 20 is just a couple tenths of a second off on any given night not just classic um and a couple tenths of a second and there hundreds of a second for that matter and it really shouldn't be that way i think that if you get the cars to where you know maybe we have to run the tires you know, three weeks in a row, if you're not going to go to a different compound, do yeah. something, take the spoiler away. It's going to make people screw up, and you're not going to be able to run seven, eight laps in a row, a hundredth of a second off, and your lap times are going to be more up and down, and that's going to lead to more passing. Because if you're sitting in the stands, you can't tell the difference between an 18 second lap and a 19. No. Three. Not at so, no. all. nope. No. It's, uh, you know, that's just, I try not to complain too much about it because it makes me sound like a a grumpy old veteran and I refuse to mention <laughs> that now
1: so <laughs> you're neither old nor grumpy you are a veteran however um but and I think as a veteran I think you're entitled to that opinion and and you know it I think also that People ought to pay attention to to the opinions of the guys that have been doing it a while because um, you know you guys have kind of been through the evolution a little bit um, and and you know what's going on and and I think you have a perfect right to express that and i, I nobody's <laughs> You know, nobody's, there's no personal attacks here. There's no, you know, the speedway sucks or anything like that. It's just a discussion on, on, you know, what might or might not be a better way to go. And I think you need more of that, not less. Uh, what we need less of is just, you know, The, 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 the personal attacks and people criticizing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over over until it's, you know, until you beat it to death. That's not productive, but I think the opinions you have certainly have merit and you know, and I think it is productive if you 're expressing it in the sense of wanting the racing to be better so um you know you've you 've been doing this a long time now, and as you said you 've accomplished about everything there is to accomplish in an s b s car um most of it more than once um, you you certainly would have loved another championship i 'm sure, but again, there comes a point where You want more of a balance, which I totally get. And it's hard to go from North Carolina to Oswego, New York every week. Um, you know, you've, you've, you've kind of figured that out over the years and, um, you know, I think we'd all like to be at Oswego all the time, but we just don't live close enough to make that feasible. Um, so, going now was it kind of your idea that I want to find another driver, or was it kind of from the start I want Brian Sobis to drive the races? I don't because I was honestly when I when I saw this, my first thought was, "This is awesome! This is going to be a blast!" And then my second thought was. Well, I know Rich Petruccio ran some races. I bet he would have liked to have done some of that. So, I mean, was was there any consideration of any other drivers, or was this something where you specifically wanted to sort of team up with Brian and have some fun?
3: Uh, Brian was my first choice, for sure. I just wasn't sure if he was going to be willing to go around the small blocks because he obviously had been successful. He had many second-place finishes in the Super. Yep. You know, I, I had considered him, you know – he, he invite David Ortiz to your wedding, you know, expect him to show up type of thing. <laughs> I wasn't sure that he was going to be willing to accept that invitation. And well, I was very excited that he did, but we did m- go through a couple other options. I immediately ruled out Russ Brown because I figured he'd make me look bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> I figured well, he died trying,
1: that's for sure. <laughs>
3: though I will be bragging if I run better than Brian and I told him that as well.
1: So. well, and and you know that it's going to go the other see. That's why I'm so excited because the trash talk is going to be just. Uh, uh, a whole other level here in, inside this group, and and you know it's great because one of the things that, that I've always said about motorsports, you know, people say why do you love racing? Well, the relationships and the friendships and, and that get built. And here's a classic example: you and Brian have been friends a long time, um, and you know, and it's so now you've got this thing going where you're going out to win races. You're not just going to screw around and have fun, but at the same time, there is that element of you know we're going to have fun while we're trying to be serious and i know that obviously the game changed for you last year um because you know tom um kind of stepped back and it became more almost more chartener racing um so to be able to put this together obviously took a level of commitment on everyone's part to say especially your dad and the crew that yeah we want to do this every week but we know we're going to have to use a couple different drivers to get it done
3: yeah, it took a lot of self-reflection. You know, when Tom took a step back, he obviously had a very important leadership role. The guy that's in the Hall of Fame, and he's a guy that yep. has done this from the beginning and is very well regarded and, and for good reason because Absolutely. he knows how to lead a team. Yep. I mean, that's demonstrative of how successful everybody that he's put in the car has been, from Russ to Gruel to myself. And obviously those were big shoes to fill coming behind them, too. I feel like we've done it, but we've done it because of his leadership. So... It was a challenge to try to get started uh, last year and be successful, we did have a little bit of um, disorganization that we had to sort through, and I think we're going to come into this year better prepared, and we're going to be more successful, because we can be successful. I know that on any given night, we're the best team up there. It's just... It's mentally and physically uh, difficult to do it week after week after week coming 700 miles. Yeah. Uh, It's not an excuse. It's just a realization. It's a fact. (laughs) uh, You know, if we want to do this the right way, we're going to have to change things and tune them a little bit. And this was the best best path forward is moving forward with myself and Brian. Um, You know, and that's how we're going to see the most success.
1: Okay, so I want to back up a little bit because I want to be sensitive to your time. I know you've got other things to do later tonight, but um, but I do want, because there are so many fans listening to this that I feel like may not have ever really known... Your whole history of what I would define as overachievement, and there's also another whole storyline within that of you and your dad doing this together, and your dad building cars. You started in microds rods and in, in in cars that you you know were kind of borrowing from someone else, but then your dad started building them, and you know your dad's microds rods won, and then you went to um what what used to be dwarf cars, and then um you know th- th- got a name change, but I, I still in my in my head like the call them dwarf cars but you went to Brewerton and was and and again your dad built one of those and you started winning in those and and now you go to small blocks and end up racing for tom and your dad builds a car and you go out and win um so can you talk a little bit about If you kind of look back on it, first of all, could you have ever seen yourself at this point at 30 still racing anything, much less, um, you know, being able to do it with your dad in the way that you guys have uh, with your dad building the majority of your cars? Um, But then what's it been like for you? I mean, you know, fans probably ought to know that you were like 17 or 18 and and the Mogulai the club asked you to be a part of the board of directors, which says a whole lot for the kind of character and person that you were at such a young age.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you bring that up because I had someone ask me the other day. We were talking about growing up and things that we did. And, and I played baseball for a handful of years in high school, yeah. but didn't really do a whole lot other than race. And they said, looking back, would you change that? Would you change anything about it? And I thought about it and tried to self reflect honestly. And I said, honestly, no, because, you know, when this is all done and when I look back on it, these last, you know, 22 years or whatever it's been, 23 years of my life that I've spent racing has been the greatest that I could have possibly scripted it only because that I spent the majority of the time with him. Uh, My father, of course, being able to do this because as biased as I may be, he's the greatest engineer that I've ever known. Oh, I agree. To be able to do a lot of the stuff that we've done, it wouldn't have been impossible without him really being creative, innovative, and doing the things that he did, but also pushing me to be not only a good driver but a good person. So I feel like where I've wound up today was a huge part of him and uh, obviously the rest of my family, my mother, and it's really brought me close to uh, all of them. Uh wouldn't change it. I don't know how much longer I have, but I'll always be you know grateful for this, and I think Brian's helping extend that span a little bit as well so um you know we're very fortunate we get to do it we're very fortunate that we've been very successful at it i've been um you know i've been very successful with some of the wins we've been able to grab and i want to get a couple more try to get in the top five all-time and wins and then if we do that i think i'll be happy i can um you know sit down here on a nice hundred degree day and sweat to death and be happy about it i guess. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I won't even get into some of the uh, corny jokes you made about the Carolina heat the first time you came down here all those years ago uh, when I said, hey, you should come to college at UNCC. And you actually took me up on it, uh, which I, I hope you look back on and say, I'm glad you gave me the advice. Uh, but, um, you know, it was uh, it was certainly entertaining driving you around the first time you came down here. Um, OK, so uh, twenty. 20 already upon us and you're ready to do this sort of dynamic duel who's going to race opening day and what is your schedule going to look like or haven't you kind of ironed that all and who's going to run the classic
3: Uh, It should be – I'll run the first two races. Uh, We're going to get Brian in for the middle part of the summer. And the game plan now is for me to run the Classic. Uh, If he goes out there and wins every race and I'm not doing well, I'll probably get out of the way. Uh, You know, We'll see how that goes. But um, that's the game plan for right now. And uh, and obviously we have had a lot of support over the years from uh, Tom, um, had a lot of support from uh, my – My parents and uh, Arnold's family restaurant will be on board this year. Cameron's Bakery, GMV Auto Care. Uh, We're going to get some some support from um, East Coast Customs. And a lot of what we're going to do is going to depend on all them people working together to make it happen. So... Uh, I'm excited for it. We'll go out there. We'll get started, test around the first two uh, weeks. Uh, we got our fundraiser April 18th at Lighthouse Lane, so everybody come out to that. And then uh, where well, I'm going to get out of the way and let the main event come on stage in uh, June and let Brian do his thing. And
1: then we'll <laughs> go from there. Are we going to see both of you kind of in and out of the car, uh, like on, a, on practice day or whatever? Or what's the plan uh, for that? Yeah,
3: yeah, I think we're going to do that. I'm trying yeah. not to keep things too hard and rigid because it's really going to be a feel thing. Uh, if one of them's, one of us is riding momentum, I'm sure we'll go with it. Uh, you know, I'm not going to, Brian wins a race or two. I'm not going to be like, all right, get out of the car. You know, we're going to, we're going to be flexible and we're going to make sure that, uh, you know, we do this the right way. And we do this the way that if someone's having success, we feed off that momentum.
1: Interesting. So that kind of opens the door for a little bit of, uh, inter-team competition. If, uh, Brian goes out and starts having some success, I mean, you, you're, you're willing to, to kind of step back and let him run more. So, uh, little motivation. (laughs) It sounds like there could be some, uh, interesting conversations coming, uh, from the, um, from the 18 pit over the course of the year for sure. That's going to be a fun place to be hanging out this year.
3: I can see that definitely biting me in the ass now that I say it, but I'm sure he'll buy me a large case of beer to make up for it, so well, we'll
1: be fine. yeah, I'm sure he probably will. <laughs> and now we'll have to get Brian on to get his side of all of this, but uh, we, we, we're we grateful for the chance to spend a little time with you tonight, Andrew, and uh, look forward to I want to actually get you up to our new studio in Statesville and get you uh, on one of our Thursday night shows up there coming up um, and, and talk 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 about your career a little bit, because it it is a great story and a very unique one as well. So uh, hopefully we can make that happen. And, um, you know, meantime, we we wish you well and look forward to seeing what you and Brian can do at uh, the Big O this year. And glad to see that uh, you got two classy drivers that that can, you know, can certainly drive the wheels off a car teaming up to put a car in the field full time. And excited that your dad and everybody else are willing to put that kind of an effort in again this year. And uh, should be a lot of fun.
3: Thanks. Appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay. That is Andrew Shartner. We are going to step aside and we'll have more of inside groove coming up right on the other side of this break. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math or science person. No excuses. No problem. It's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Helping people start an IT career is their thing. If you don't absolutely love what you do, go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an information technology professional in as little as four months. Attend classes on campus or live online just two or three times a week to get what you'll need to start your new career. More than just a school, My Computer Career helps you get into the industry by working with hundreds of employers that hire their students. My computer career is nationally accredited and financially it is available for those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Classes start soon, so go take the career evaluation now at mycomputercareer.edu. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Welcome back to Inside Groove, and that will just about wrap up this show for this week. We hope that you enjoyed uh, all of the conversation that we had and thanks again to cam and also to andrew shartner for uh jumping on and being a part of this week's episode next week we're going to have a treat for you we've got a driver from the past who's going to be talking about another driver from the past his own career and a driver in the present so we'll let you uh Chew on that puzzle for a week or so and look forward to seeing you on our next episode. And we may even have an additional guest as well. So, uh, we're excited about uh, the next few weeks here. We've got uh, guests lining up now for uh, the rest of the month and into April. So, we're getting things aligned uh, to take us uh, well toward the season opening shows and looking forward to what 2020 has in store. So, for cam and for myself and for all of our sponsors uh ipc Indie Indie performance composites uh, i i promise we're gonna get we're gonna kidnap jeff west one of these weeks and uh, get him on the show uh, as soon as his schedule lightens up for us and uh also uh skips fish fry sean cathcart and his staff and um richworth and the group at jns paving i'm tom baker Thanks for listening. Please remember to share the show, and if you would be so kind, if you feel inclined, uh, go to uh, the Inside Group Facebook page and. Give us a good review. We uh, we need to get some more of those going. It uh, looks good for potential sponsors, but it also reflects well when new people migrate over there and see good reviews. Uh, it uh, just reflects well on the work that we're doing. So don't want to push. Just if you feel inclined to take a minute to do that, we would appreciate it. And of course, like I said, share the show on all of your social media outlets because The more new fans we get, the bigger the party gets every week, and that's what we want. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you have a blessed week and weekend. Look forward to the next episode of Inside Groove. So long.
0: You've been listening to Inside Groove, powered by IPC Indy, creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace, and communications industries. Find them on the web at www.ipcindy.com. Inside Groove is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliate, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. Now, part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.